At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. What? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto. And my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Thank God. Christ. Thank God. I was trying to figure that out. I was like, Thank Scherzer. God for that Lance. I know. Lance the yeah. Pants is getting like a super discount offer compared yeah. to, yeah. you know, Scherzer, 40 Jeez. million. Just ridiculous. Freaking ridiculous. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm already, I'm already recording. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> intro! Intro, 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 intro. Okay. We back, baby. All right. What's going on, everybody? It's the commissioner here. That's right. We had a different intro. It was uh, very funny. I, I made sure we were talking about Max Scherzer, and I thought it would have been hilarious to hit the record button. Get a, get, get a little bit of a, uh, what do you call it? What's that? What's that word? You get a little bit of candid, candid camera. So uh, shout outs to the Beatles get back, by the way, everything candid, uh, beautiful masterpiece that is. Thank you, Peter Jackson. But uh, that's not what we're talking about this episode. We're going to talk about the Houston Rockets, obviously going streaking. They've currently won two in a row and are continuing to grow and get better. We talk about the emergence of KPJ, how it's been night and day from where, how his development's been uh, post in, post injury and how he's gotten better uh, minus the two big lineup. The emergence of Christian Wood at the five. Who would have thought? Christian Wood at the five, right? Like, that's so simple. But obviously, he's doing very well there, so we're really happy about that. And we talk about that. We also talk about the emergence of Garrison Matthews, who is a very capable NBA player, and he's showing it and showing clutch moments. And he's been doing a little bit of everything. We're very proud of that. Him and Armani Brooks. So we talk about them. Talk about the two-game win streak, the wins against the Bulls and the Hornets. And then obviously we have to discuss the John Wall situation. The John Wall situation, it's it's fluid as of right now. He wants to start. Rockets aren't going to give him the starting spot. Here are thoughts on that. We have a lot of thoughts regarding that. So... This episode, it's just myself and the GM, a little bit of old school. We're going to take you guys on a ride here. So go ahead and sit back, relax. That's enough of me talking. Grab a drink, find your closest friends, snuggle with your loved ones, and welcome once again to the Summit State of Mind. Liftoff will start in T-minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, Six. What's up, everyone? This is Ray. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Timoteo Keister. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer. Five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. And you're now tuned in to the Summit State of Mind podcast. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gents, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. The dream... Sh- the- damn it. <laughs> the, podcast. the podcast of dream shakes and setbacks and everything Houston Rockets. Yes, I totally flubbed that intro. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Isn't it obvious that I was very, very ready for this moment? I shocked you. Yes, I was ready. It's obvious. 
but yes, the Rockets have gone streaking. We got two games on the belt. On that holster, baby. Two. Two wins. It's been almost a full calendar year. I think I yeah. think we tacked it on at 293 days. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Since we had a, a two-game winning streak. I don't know. I think it was something like that. I looked it up and I was like... Well, I looked it up and then it said 290-something days. Yeah. So we almost hit 300 days before we actually went on a consecutive game win streak. And I like to think that the only time we had that cons- win streak was when we went on that streak after Harden went out. Right so. after Harden uh, got traded, yes, so we won, we won so. like seven straight when Harden got traded. Wow, six or seven straight. Well, let's go! Initially. Great, great intro as always. Yeah, a little bit of a flubber, a little Listen, flub. I loved flubber with lo- starring Robin Williams. Yeah, Robin Williams. Peace. Robin Williams would be proud. <laughs> good stuff. Good, good stuff. GM, you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> like it's I always okay. do. Like I always do. Well, GM, I think it's about that time. I think it's time for me to to uh, get out, get off of these and. Go streaking! Because ah! <laughs> apparently the Rockets are—they plan on going streaking. They didn't—they didn't, they didn't want to deal with, you know, losing, losing after winning one. And I can appreciate that. And I think it's crazy. I'd, I'd like to thank Stephen Silas first of all. You know, we have to dish out some thank yous. Let's dish out the first thank you to Coach Stephen Stephen Silas for putting in the double big lineup for giving us the best opportunity to win the lottery. Thank you, Jesus. Steven Silas. It was all according to plan. All according yeah, to plan. He, he made sure Obviously. to dig us a, a super big hole to the point that it's like, okay, now <laughs> because of this hole. win streak, and it won't do anything. And we'll be fine. We will be just fine. So there you go. He discovered it just a little too late, but this is all by design. All by he design. obviously watched yeah. Scrubs and learned from my favorite character, John Dorian, about self-sabotage. Oh, yeah. And what He's he did was self-sabotage sabotage just kidding well we i wonder though you're doing it to satisfy daniel tice for the first you know for the first however many games we played yeah. like uh, for 17 games because we were one in 16 yeah and we need to talk about that because the rockets have gone streaking we've won two in a row and it started the day after our last episode released with michael connors yeah and you know, we took that time with that episode, and big thank you to Michael Connors, by the way, for coming on our podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, to talk about you know, more of an Astros, but, you know, we did talk about a little about the Rockets, and there wasn't too much to say because we knew that they were struggling. Yep. But boy, oh boy, they came in, like you said, guns a-blazing, uh, starting, uh, I can't remember when the, what that last game was. Was it Friday? Saturday? No. Um, uh, the last game that played was Saturday, no, but the Thursday. game before that was Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. That's right. Yep. So it was the day after the release. Yes. So the Rockets beat the Bulls 118-113. to 113. One of the high scores of that game was a, a certain guy. Uh, I don't want to go into that too much, but... He practically almost went perfect from the field. The The team as a whole played very, very well. It was the first time that they ever went with uh, Wood back at the five, with Wood at the five as the lone big. Jay Sean Tate at the four, Eric mm-hmm. Gordon at the three, Kevin Porter Jr. at the one, and Jalen Green, which people tend to forget, he did play in the first quarter, and he was due for a big game. Yep. By all accounts, he had scored 11 points in 11 minutes. I mean, if everything goes according to plan, he could have dropped 30, maybe 40, yeah. if he was just continuing to, you know, to be hot. And... Eric Gordon, you know, he did his thing. He had 10 points. Christian Wood had a double-double. Kevin Porter Jr. was so close to a triple-double. 
I mean, he couldn't even really net a double-double. He's at 14 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. Garrison Matthews, who we're going to go in depth on a little bit later, uh, 12 points. Armani Brooks with 11. i got to call them the sniper bros off the bench, man, because that's really what they are. Absolutely. I mean, those, those two guys have shown that they can hit the outside shot. Once they got inserted into the rotation, you've seen that the Rockets have started to score more points. It's, found, obviously, yeah, it's obviously their defense that has been questionable. But if you've seen, I don't know the exact advanced numbers in regards to that, but when it pertains to all of that, it's obvious that they've been, you know, like they have been better in regards to the way they've played. The ball has been spread. Yep. The The offense itself, the floor has been spread, you know, with the absence of Tice. But yeah, you know. All, all by all, design. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's very, also very interesting mm-hmm. because in regards to the Rockets and Bulls game, mm-hmm. I saw I saw the fact that, you know, Daniel Howe, uh, not Daniel Howe, sorry, ugh, Daniel Tice was DNP'd. Mm-hmm. And then when I noticed that, now granted, look, I'll, I'll be the first one to eat crow in terms of this. It's a big Daniel Tice fan. I did not realize how hard... It was going to be to score. Yeah. You know, I just didn't realize it. And it came to the, it made me come, you know, with a little bit of a Jimmy Neutron brain blast yeah. situation when I realized uh, Christian Wood should play the five. I mean, that that's it. You should play four out. Yeah. Four out with Christian Wood at the five. Mm-hmm. And then you just <clears throat> see how much more comfortable he is. Absolutely. With the f- open floor, mm-hmm. with the ability to do the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Being night and day, we're not even going to talk about the Charlotte game. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but we're talking from the Bulls game. When he came back from that injury, because he had just come back that Wednesday mm-hmm. against the Bulls for the win. Yep. And then that's when we lost Jalen Green, obviously. But we'll talk about Kevin, let's talk about Kevin Porter Jr. And I guess that thigh contusion must have really bought, because it was the same thigh contusion that he's been dealing with these last several weeks. Yeah. Needed about a week, maybe a little bit less than a week to kind of, to heal up, get his body right and mm-hmm. get his mind right. The combination, in my opinion, of Kevin Porter Jr. healing from the injury so his movement can be a little bit better. I think a thigh contusion is obviously a big deal, especially with the way he moves. He kind of moves like a herky-jerky motion anyways, going from side to side. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, the Daniel Tice DNP was huge because what does it do, GM? It spreads the floor. It opens the floor up for someone like Kevin Porter Jr. who wants to go downhill. Mm -hmm. And score buckets. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, in regards to Daniel Tice, you can see that the offense that they've been running, the defenses that they've played against, is obviously challenging Daniel Tice to hit open shots. They're leaving him open from the outside. And he is not that great of an outside shooter to begin with. I love his confidence. I like the fact that he is not hesitating to take those shots. Yeah. But unfortunately, they're just not there for him. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when he is off the floor and you replace it with a Garrison Matthews or who else started, uh, Jay Sean Tate and Eric Gordon. Jay, Jay Sean Tate was at the four and Gordon yes. was at the three, and the which thing, I think is the good lineup. Absolutely. And the thing about that is is that they spread four shooters with Wood coming out from inside. And if you notice, there's no one going to be hanging out and hovering away, or, I mean, helping off of certain players, except maybe a Jay Sean Tate, who isn't that great of a three-point shooter, but he's hitting the corner threes mm-hmm. at a decent clip at a, to where the defenses will not leave him. That great. leaves space for Christian Wood to operate off a of pick-and-roll, or even a post-up, if he really wants to. And the fact that they they the defenses now can't dare anyone to take a shot, and that gives KPJ the opening to move. 
yep. and to get to make his move on the inside. So in regards to all of that, KPJ is thriving, and it's not, you know, it it's all by design, and yeah. it's unfortunately what's going to happen with our personnel, and unfortunately, we have three capable bigs who can play. And Daniel ties the odd man out because Alperin Sengun basically becomes a point forward, point center when he is on the floor. So mm-hmm. in regards to that, unfortunately, due to the skill set of a Sengun, Daniel Tice has to be off the floor. Yeah, and also just by by the ability to perform. I mean, even when Tice was on the floor, you know, I, I, I touted him mm-hmm. for his defense. Yeah. But it made me come to the realization about 10 games in where I was kind of like, okay, I think Tice's role is best served off the bench on a contending team Yes, to be kind of the communicator for the backups. That's where I think he would thrive. Yeah. And in this situation, he's kind of stuck in a no man's land and I feel really bad for him, but it is what it is. And this is the situation that's been set forth. He's going to be DMP'd. I'm sure once, once it hits, when's the December 16th, 14th? I don't remember. It's either one of those days. It's one so of those like days, 14th right? 14th through the 17th will be the day where you, uh, whoever was signed the offseason can be traded. And I guarantee you he's going to be traded mid-December. Because they made him the promise. I don't think mm-hmm. – Tice isn't just going to sit the whole year. No. You know what I mean? Like no. they have to do him a solid and just get rid of him. We'll see how it goes. We're not sure exactly what can happen. I mean, shoot. What are you talking about, dude? We're never going to lose again. What are you talking <laughs> about, GM? We're about to we're about to we're about to roll into this, man. We discovered something. I think as long as everybody stays healthy. Well, at the very least, I think games would be very competitive. Um, Christian Wood is getting his groove back, like Absolutely. Stella. You know what I mean? So it's like I think that's key. Uh, uh, Rouge said it best a couple episodes ago. Um, you know, it is what it is. You want KPJ to be the guy. You want Jalen Green to be the guys. But obviously, your best score on the floor is Christian Wood, and yep. when he goes. The team goes exactly. So he's rolling. He's rolling along. So before we go any further, we have to obviously talk about, well, at least announce the score of the second game as well because the Rockets pulled out in OT against, you know, a team over five hundred, the Charlotte Hornets. Actually, the Bulls and the Hornets being teams over five hundred, vying for playoff spots. Like as we speak, Bulls have been, you know, a really great surprise. But yet, non-surprise, they were my pick as a kind of like a dark horse in the East. And then Charlotte's rolling along. They're eleven and they were eleven and eight, eleven and seven before they faced us. So we need to talk about that because they won against the Hornets, one forty six to one forty three. They went into OT, which, in my opinion, they should not have gotten even into OT. KPJ, in my opinion, should have pulled it back. He didn't pull it back. Would have ticked seconds more off the clock, which mm-hmm. maybe could have led to a win, but who knows? KPJ is going to make his decisions, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta support it regardless. But. 146 to 143. GM, we were not able to watch this game because we were attending a wedding. Shoutouts and congrats, big time congrats to Samoa Bro, aka Sean from Shots and Thoughts, for getting oh, married, yes. by the way. Congratulations. 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 <laughs> we're so happy for you. Uh, it was what the kids say. It was lit last night. Uh, we were- yeah, it was a fun time. We all had a fun time. I thought that. You know, drinks were plentiful. The lote cart was splendid. The flipping patties it. food was amazing. Still good, and though, yeah. Delic- it was, it was, it was great. great. Yeah, it was a really great time. Yeah. Sean, congratulations once again. Cheers to Sean. Cheers to Sean. Cheers to Sean. One time. We're both having beers. Cheers to you. It's like we're, uh, it's like we're doing our own shots and thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
So, congrats once again, Sean. But we were not able to catch the Rockets-Hornets game because, you know, obviously we were at the wedding. But I was able to catch the game a little bit after. Watch the game. Re- watch the replay. Watch the highlights especially. And... Oh, man. <laughs> it was good. Garrison, dude. Garrison Matthews is the truth, bro. He, he's I'm been telling, well, so clutch. Ever since, I'm taking my hood off for this. Dude, I'm telling you right now, like, what he's been doing, like, I loved what he did in the G League, and I knew. I was like, if he can come up to us, he wants it. There's just something about him. You okay? <laughs> There's something about Garrison and the way that he plays. I, I like... Alex Caruso 2.0 like on defense he tries really hard he's not like he's not an exceptional defender but he's trying he gets charge calls he gets into the right spots at the right time the dude shoots the ball unconsciously like like his name is JJ Redick like it's ridiculous and I love it because he had 20 points against this Hornets team who obviously the Hornets don't play great defense they were it was if the Rockets were going to score, th- be able to shoot the three ball well, it was going to be a high-scoring game regardless. So they were able to do that. And Garrison Matthews, man. I, I got to ask you, GM, what has been your immediate thoughts about Mr. White Boy Super Squad over here, Garrison Matthews? I do see the hustle. The guy has taken the most charges uh, since he started playing for the Rockets. He's only six games in, but the guy is taking charges. He's playing defense. He's showing hustle and he's making big threes. The guy has scored a total of what? 11 points the last two games in clutch time, fourth quarter and OT. He he's a, got it. He's there's got an it. There's an it factor. Yes. To him. He's got, he's I'll got be boldly honest. He's got the play and the confidence of someone that should be playing in the fourth quarter. And you're right. You're saying it in the sense that he's like another version of a J.J. Redick in the way that he comes out the floor, the way he shoots. It's his movement, though. It's his movement for me, the way he's coming off the screen. He's pump fake, step into the right, shooting a quick three. He's very good off the ball. And he is someone that compliments a guy like a KPJ and an Eric Gordon and even a Jalen Green later on. Like, that is something that is totally complimentary, the way he plays the game. So when we talk about that, that is just... Something that blows my mind. Someone like that, you I, know, that came from nowhere. I mean, he was in a great story. in the last two it's, years. Yeah, it's a great story to have regardless. I think here, the emergence of Garrison Matthews as well as Armani Brooks. When Jalen Green returns, along with KPJ, these people... So, if you talk about the in regards to the first 15 games, 16 mm-hmm. games... yeah. When you have Tice, Jayshon Tate, KJ Martin, Alperin Sangoon, those aren't shooting threats. Yep. So they can converge. You can go, you can triple team. Mm-hmm. You can triple team when they drive into the paint. You can pack the paint if someone like KPJ or Jalen Green drives in. That's why Jalen Green will lose the ball. Yep. Now, when you, when you have Garrison Matthews and you have someone like Armani Brooks, Two very viable, capable, knockdown three-point shooters. It spaces the floor. And I don't think people, like, realize that. that that's why. That's another reason why players, like, obviously, Garrison Matthews is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. But players like KPJ and players like Jalen Green mm-hmm. are going to be ultra successful because of that. Yeah. Now you have three, along with Eric Gordon, three knockdown, catch-and-shoot, three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. That I think the capa 
the capabilities are endless. It gives Silas. You're seeing more of Silas's playbook opening up. It went like like I'm trying to like show the GM. It went from like a thin playbook to like as wide as day now. Yeah. Now you're starting to see the offense kind of click and really start Absolutely. you know start working out. Yeah. And we should have a sh- show uh, give us a shout out to T Smooth. He's the one that called out Armani Brooks as someone that should get big minutes for this team. Yep. And that's as right. soon as Armani Brooks started getting big minutes, that's when you're starting to see this team trend upwards scoring wise. Defensively, that's something that will be taught and something that will come in time. The more that they work together and the more that they build on this team, this chemistry and good coaching defense wise, correct? Yep. So in regards to that, they already have the shooting down. You can see that they're putting themselves in position to be in these games competitively. Mm-hmm. So that is the thing. That's what's crucial. I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy that we're actually winning games. Because I literally said this. I think when we were, uh, yeah, we were one and sixteen. I was like, okay, what would three and four, what would three and what, what would three and thirteen do? You know what I mean? Or three yeah. and fourteen? What would three and fourteen do? It's not gonna kill anything. It's not gonna kill any chances. Yeah. And then because of Adam Silver, it's done an even worse job now because you can play as you can be the worst team in the NBA, and I guarantee you, GM, we're not gonna get the number one pick. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because that's just how that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. So people. Like, keep thinking, oh, okay, aim for the worst record, aim for the worst record, because you're going to get the number one pick. No, you are not. You are equal in your chances from the first pick to the fourth pick. It's yep. the same thing. So the fourth pick has the same exact lottery odds as the number one potential pick. Yep. So even though we're the worst team, we're not guaranteed anything. So why not go for broke here and just try to win some games? Yep. You know what I mean? So that's what this is. I'm just... I'm gung-ho, man. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that this team is actually playing well. And I'm even more happy about the fact that Daniel House, you know, he crashed right back down to earth, right where he needed to be, right where he deserves to be in this Hornets game. Ridiculous. 25% shooting one of four from the floor. <laughs> let's 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 give him a little bit of attention. Come his I guess he deserves that. The House Thanksgiving miracle. He had himself 18 a game. 18 points. Let's the, talk about the, it, GM. What do the, you think? The man had himself a game. It was cute. But if I'm going to be honest here, wins do not matter. I would rather not give the GM and this coach false hope of giving him PT. <laughs> he had to shoot almost perfectly from the field in order to keep us in that game. That's great. But at the end of the day, I might have rather lost <laughs> as opposed to giving false hope in the grand scheme of things. You, well, because if, if he, Daniel, well, ahead, he should sorry. not be on the floor. It just does not matter. Yeah. But you know, like our boy Ryan Garcia said, Every dog has its day. And for Daniel House, that day was the day before Thanksgiving, baby. <laughs> the House Thanksgiving miracle Jesus. game. That's all I can say. Because it was like, look, you know my feeling towards Daniel House. I think he's a big pile of rubbish. I think he needs to go. I think the trash. I, th- I think we need to get the trash guy in here and just like you know throw him in the truck and send him to another city because I'm I'm really been sick of him. I really have been. And my fear, it was nicely at a good game. My fear was, oh man, coupled with the fact that Jalen Green's out, oh Daniel House is gonna start against the Hornets. But no. He did not start. They gave it to Garrison Matthews. They thank stuck with God. Garrison. They stuck with their guns, and thank God it was well-deserved because, like you said, Daniel House had himself a game. But, I mean, look, two points, 14 minutes, yeah. one of four from the field, mm-hmm. minus six in his plus-minus category. 
He's back to Earth. That's exactly what I expected. He's back to it's Earth. That's exactly what I expected. So, like, you know what uh, Will Smith said? <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> I love, I love uh, Jay Farrow. Shout out to you, Jay Farrow. All right, before we get too much into Jay Farrow, as much as I personally love Jay Farrow as a comedian, we need to move on and continue to talk about the Rockets. But before we do, we, we obviously need to give an ad to the best acai bowl spot, the only acai bowl spot that the Summit State of Mind eats at with the absolute best flavors, the purest flavors, purest ingredients, all organic. We're only talking about the best, especially when it comes to the Summit. And the only type of place we go to to eat these types of bowls has to be Rush Bowls. So GM, I'm going to lob it up to you now. Tell the people where they need to go and who they need to know. Have you wanted a quick alternative for a meal? Trying to curb that sweet kick? How about an acai bowl from Rush Bowls? They have plenty of options for those that are looking for a great, healthy meal. I personally would like to start my day off with a bowl after our namesake, the Summit Bowl. You guessed it. It has acai, strawberry, cherry, and your choice of dairy or non-dairy milk. I'm going to say it time and time again. You always got to go with the oat milk. And it's topped with granola, strawberries, honey, and their house-made peanut butter. The best peanut butter I've ever had. They even have deals all throughout the week. Doggone Mondays, where you get a free Bow Wow Bowl for your dog with any purchase of a bowl. Wellness Wednesdays gets you $2 off wellness bowls or smoothies. So if if you're craving a nice, healthy, and light meal, us... At the Summit State of Mind, highly suggest visiting Rush Bowls and grab yourself a delicious acai bowl. It's the best acai bowl in Houston. Follow them on Instagram at Rush Bowls Houston and visit them at their location at 6001 Washington Avenue, Suite 200, Houston, Texas. And let me tell you, make sure to mention that the Summit State of Mind sent to because you guessed it. You get 33% off any bowl or smoothie. You get that 33% off. What a wonderful deal. So make sure to mention that the Summit State of Mind sent you. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. Let's talk about this Jalen Green injury because this is, needs to, it does need to be talked about from what, I, I don't know if it's officially reported, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Grade one? Was it a grade one hamstring? I'm not injury? sure. I didn't look too deep into it. To be I honest, we've been, been busy the one. past it, week. It wasn't. So. Gra- it wasn't a grade two. Might have been a grade one, as it's, far it's, as it's, I know. It's a light hamstring strain, yeah. but I honestly, with injuries like those, um, it's that soft tissue. So I would honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him for another three weeks. He's 19. He'll bounce right back. But I know that this team will probably take the precautionary measures, in the sense of letting this team build more chemistry, let Jalen Green watch and learn. And see where he fits in in this new version of the offense now, considering how we're winning, how we're playing. Yeah. Yeah. It was frustrating, though. Incredibly frustrating. Because you got to see, okay, GM, Jalen Green's two best games against the Celtics and the Lakers, what did they have in common? It wasn't the double big lineup. The double big lineup wasn't there. And you just saw, like, the spurt of it. Because let's be real. Jalen Green has not been spectacular this season as a whole. No, no. I'm going to be real. He has not been spectacular. Yeah. His percentages have, speaking for, have spoken for itself. 
He's been wildly inconsistent, which is to be expected. And he, but he was getting better. He was getting better. And the fact that the double big lineup wasn't there, what was at the five, and Jalen Green, he had 11, 11 points, and he was looking confident. Yep. He was. You gave him space to operate accordingly. He was having a great start to that game. And a he's, great start. He's been building confidence from game by game. Yeah. So in regards to that, it's just been, uh, it's 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 been great to see lightning in a bottle starting for Jalen Green. It's unfortunate that momentum was halted. It's a damn shame. But like I said, I'm happy about what's going on in the sense of this team building momentum. We're yep. seeing other players gain confidence like a Garrison Matthews and an Armani Brooks who are hitting big shots. So I think in regards to everything, it's very, very crucial what's happening right now. Jalen Green yeah, is not short time. of confidence. So it's no. the other guys that are needing are in need of it currently. Yeah. So to see these guys make big shots now is just great for us later on because we've seen Jalen Green make big shots as well. So mm-hmm. these guys are starting to build on that confidence, knowing that they're not going to crumble when it comes to pressure. Yeah, this game against Charlotte, especially in clutch time, where they they had a, what a seventeen point lead. Yeah, a seventeen point lead in the end of the third quarter. Yep, uh-huh. and, and they evaporated. lost it all. They lost it all, and which they, is what I expected. Yes. I was like, "Yo, Charlotte's a team over five hundred. They have they have Lamelo Ball. Yeah, this is a good team. They have Terry Rozier. Yes. this is a great team. They, they have a great team. Yeah, and they were come the thing back. about that was the fact that we were o- to overcome." That type of adversity where we choke a lead. We had the lead, very big lead, sizable. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we lost it and then still found a way to win the game speaks volumes of this team's character. Mm -hmm. Because some young teams will just give up and be like, yeah, well, we fucked this up. Excuse my language. I I fully expected that we were going to lose the game, though. Like Once we lost the lead, once the lead evaporated, I was like, oh, man, here we go. You know what I mean? Like there There was a prayer shot. From Kelly Oubre, who was, you know, he was jaw-jacking the entire night. Mm-hmm. He was jaw-jacking with um, Kevin Porter Jr., the crowd, the refs, and then he finally got teed up. He came in on the following end, I think. Now, granted, I'm driving home. I'm listening to all of this on the radio. And he pulls up a prayer three, and it drops. And when I heard that drop, it gave them the lead by one. And I was like... Oh man, this is all right. We'll okay. We'll take that. We're gonna take the L here. I'm sure something's gonna happen. They're gonna miss, and then you know Hornets gonna come back and make another bucket. That began. I think it was like a minute and a half left. Yeah. So when you're right, it is the character of this team to be able to bounce back accordingly and not only show their character, but show their character in moments when they mess up, like mm-hmm. KPJ. That moment when he, they got the rebound, KPJ went in for a layup rather than taking time off the clock and getting fouled. You could have wasted a good five seconds. Mm-hmm. He didn't choose to do it. It was a big mess up. There were just situations where KPJ could have gotten better. But you know what? I'm not complaining because this is he's going to learn. He's going to get better. This kid's only 20, 21. And I think that you know, in terms of what KPJ is accomplishing right now, it's night and day from his injury, Yeah, what we said earlier. And I think he's doing really well. But... GM, I do have to ask you a question. There is, for the Jalen Green haters out there, uh, for the Jalen Green haters out there, uh, Professor, you should close your ears here on this one because I don't think you'll like it. But <laughs> shout out to Chris Rodriguez. But to the Jalen Green haters, they're saying, they're chirping. They're chirping pretty loud because we mm-hmm. won two in a row and yeah. it happened to be two games where Jalen Green was out. Yeah, which is, which is fair. But let's be honest here that okay. he's 19. Okay. And he, he he's not trending in the sense of when he's on the floor, we're playing winning basketball. Let's be honest here. His plus minus numbers suggest otherwise, but he is also still a project 
at the second overall pick, that's debatable. But with what the team is doing now and what they have, uh, Jalen Green is not expected to be that guy. But does it coincide? Does it coincide? Yes. Think it has something to do with him being out. Oh, that, see that? I'm not 100% sure that's, about that. Because that's what the haters are saying. That's what the well, Jalen I mean, Green haters are saying. That's understood. Well, but I don't feel that way. Because my, my, my belief on Jalen Green, though, is the fact that what about the fact that it's not coinciding with Daniel Tice being DMP'd two games in a row? Yeah. You know, so where does it start? You know, where does this argument start and where does it end? Does it start with the fact that Jalen Green got hurt and then they won two in a row? Or yeah. does it start with the fact that Daniel Tice and they weren't, they, they ditched the double big lineup mm-hmm. and then they tack off two in a row? I think it leans more heavily on the Daniel Tice yeah. sitting. It, just in my, just in my opinion, based on what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. the, the plus minus, that's a good point that you make. But I think for me, like Jalen Green, him not, Playing, yeah, there probably there could have been shots that would have been taken away from Garrison Matthews or Armani Brooks. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it would have made that much of a difference. I, I think we still would have won those games. But what do you th- what do you think? Do you think we could have won? You think we still would have won both those games, or do you think we could have lost? Well, the game against Chicago, you saw Jalen go in, and he was making yeah, his, his mark. Yeah, and so in all honesty, I believe that we would have won that game regardless with Jalen, Charlotte. Who knows? Yeah, we don't. But know. I think with I think the whole team was shooting really well. Yeah. And the thing that you know and what you see yeah. in basketball is shooting is contagious. Two or three people start hitting, everyone will start hitting. Oh yeah. We've so do I have that. a doubt in my mind that Jalen Green would have made shots? No, he would have made shots too. The, this team is very hot and cold, and uh, that's Jalen included. So I do believe that this team with Jalen Green is a better team overall. But the product that you see on the floor is a work in progress. Yeah. And in regards to a work in progress, you are going to get up and down games from a rookie who is 19 years old. So that's okay. We're not here to win a bunch of games. It's nice to win. We yeah. Two in a row. I like We're it. three and 16. It's not gonna, wow. that's what I'm saying. It's not gonna damage the standings. That's why I'm not tripping. I'm yeah. like, yo, man, win, win two in a row, win five in a row. It's not gonna damage the standings. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm I can okay live, with yeah, it. Yeah, I can I'm, live with it. I am not mad. I can live with it too. They made, GM, you're right, to just beat Charlotte by three. Mm-hmm. They had to, they, they had to, uh, sink 23 threes just to do it. And you're right. Shooting truly is contagious. That, yeah, see, that was that like sense, that, yeah. that's a lot of threes, especially for those guys. Twenty three threes. Yeah, and, it's and, contagious. Can I can I give you a hot take though? Let me tell you what I what my thoughts are. Give it to me. Okay, I've been very high on Jay Sean Tate. Very mm-hmm. high on Jay Sean Tate this whole season. <sighs> There's a ceiling to Jay Sean Tate. I'm gonna be real here. There were games, the game against New York. Especially is the f- first game I think of. Mm-hmm. When there's a clutch three that needs to be made, when he needs to be the floor spreader, at the th- whether he's at the three or at the four, mm-hmm. and you know what's clogging that that paint. Yeah, and they're all bunched in, and then they're gonna leave Tate. They're leaving Tate, and he's not hitting a bucket. He's not hitting a big three. Yep, that's for me. That's problematic because mm-hmm. if you want to win these, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about now. Talking later about games in later a few on. years from now, maybe a year, two, three. Yeah. Jay Sean Tate might have might have might have hit his ceiling in terms of this because mm-hmm. I just don't know if he should close. Maybe well, if he's doing well, he should mm-hmm. close. But my my take is if he continues down this road of like not being able to hit buckets in the stretch down mm-hmm. the stretch, yeah, 
I don't know, man. I think you may have to like just take him off at the end of the fourth. That's my opinion. But what do you think? I think that Jay Sean Tate will improve game by game, year by year. We've seen players improve from the three-point line. We've also seen players regress. But based on his work ethic, I believe it suggests otherwise. The guy is a workhorse. And he works very hard. So what I believe is that he is cut from the P.J. Tucker mold. In regards to that, he will develop his three. He likes to shoot the three-point shot from the corners, which is essentially the easiest three-point shot to make. So in regards to his development, I think that in the grand scheme of things, when years pass by, we do play bigger games in the future, he will be hitting those shots, barring who is on the roster at that point. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that he will improve. Um, in regards to him playing clutch time now, personally, I want him to play clutch time because he's someone that will fight and work and help us on the defensive end. Yeah. He's our strongest yeah, defender. Yeah, so, in regards to that, if he hits like if he's taking the last shots, we might be there might be an issue with the offense. But that just means that the defense is doing their job in regards to who they want to take the shot. That's true. But at the end of the day. You want Jay Sean Tate on the floor in the fourth. That's just my opinion, though. Okay. I see what you mean. Jay Sean Tate, for what he provides in, in every other category besides hitting a big shot, mm-hmm. is why you would have him on the floor. Now, I'm not saying take him off the floor. Like you said, it does go in a game-by-game basis. If he's just not performing, like, not even just, not offensively, but just defensively, if he's just missing his spots and stuff like that, yeah. then you just... Take him out. I'm not saying take him out now, but I'm just saying like he needs to start kind of developing big shot moments mm-hmm. or else he won't see the floor at the end of the fourth. Now, that's just what I'm saying. I'm not saying now, not as of this moment. You keep him on the floor, obviously, yeah. because he gives you everything else. Yep. That's what the teams – because you have guys like KPJ. You have the emergence of Garrison Matthews, who is clutch big, AF. Big game Matthews. Big game Matthews, man. Big game Gar- – I'm calling him big game Garrison, man. He's he's money and he currently has eight thousand and something followers. Now eight thousand and one because Summit State of Mind followed him. So, yes, sir. Garrison Matthews, if you are listening, I am your biggest fan. Let's interview. Let's get you on the pod. Get on the pod with us, Garrison Matthews. I'm going to continue this. Uh, we're going to continue this crusade to get Garrison Matthews on the pod. Jesus, it starts here. Starts in episode fifty-seven. Yeah, we'll see how many episodes it takes, but we hope to get him on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before we move on, obviously, there's a huge topic that we need to talk about. But before we move on to that topic, let's talk about ya boy, the leader of the Goon Squad, Alperin Sangoon. Just, dude, my God. Dude, okay, may I say, before you say anything, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lob it up to you. Mm-hmm. Second best big, second best, yeah, second best big man passer behind Jokic. And I digress and give it to you. Um, he's certainly creative. Absolutely. The guy's got a lot of turnovers thus far, but that's okay. That comes in the territory. <laughs> we're, we're a young team. But it, it spells well for our future considering how unselfish he is, the center of gravity that he has, considering his style of play. When, he, when he's in the post, that is someone that these guys might have to start double teaming in certain respects and certain parts of the game. So when it pertains to all of that, Shangun has earned respect already in this league. The guy's so creative and his understanding of the game and how quick thinking he is on the floor is just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. You saw that pass against Charlotte yeah. where they made the rebound, got it, <laughs> Shangun got the tip 
and just immediately dumped it to KJ Martin. And you know, you are you gonna see any bigs making those passes? No. Probably not. But that's just in my eyes, that is what Shangun is about. He's just a creative and very just, you know, he's got a lot of moxie. Yeah. That's that's pretty much how he plays. The man is confident. And I think that he plays above his age, to be honest he with you. He does. He's 19 years old. We have two players that aren't even legal to drink as of now. They're two years away from it. Dude, Alperin Sangu, do you know what I'm going to call him? I'm going to call him Old Man Country Bod. That's what he has. You know what it looks like? Because he doesn't, like, okay, if you're looking at him on paper, it's like, okay, all right, you need to gain weight. You're obviously yeah. very skinny. Yeah. Dude, he's not getting pushed around as much as you'd think. Like, he's pushing some people around. He's, he's strong. He's low-key strong. Bod, man. Low-key strong. And I think that's something that we're, it, it's certainly something for all of us to watch. He's going to develop. I'm so excited to see how much he's going to develop and how similarly he plays to Jokic. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to I have to look at the tapes like 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 we have tapes. I gotta look at the tapes and see Jokic's rookie year. Like I'm just curious. I need to see it. Yeah. We know what we need to do. We need to do that. Maybe sometime this week you and me can uh get, go into the go into the scouting room and we can, you know, play some Jokic tapes from his rookie year and just see how they kind of compare. I'm curious, just out yeah. of curiosity's sake. Because see some Jokic highlights. Yeah, see some Jokic rookie year highlights, obviously bloated. Mm-hmm. But I want to see how he he looks compared to how Alperin looks. Alperin obviously playing in limited minutes, but I'd yeah. like to see that. Five points last game, five points, four assists, five rebounds. It doesn't sound like a lot, yeah, but it's pretty freaking viable in limited minutes. And the fact that he's performing and he's doing well. Absolutely. He's 19, man. Like, yeah. He's going to develop and get better. This guy isn't even – he's not even 20. So it's I think it's crazy – how well he's doing with the old man country bod spin moves for days. They're already doing like remixes mm-hmm. on his on Instagram of like Alperin doing like a Yao Ming move or yeah. Alperin doing a Hakim Olajuwon move. Absolutely, he's got he's got movement. My dream though would be maybe at the maybe in the next few years or so he he does a little bit of a summer camp with with Hakim. Yeah, a little bit of footwork can help him get him center of gravity help him develop that little mid, that mid-range jumper fadeaway jumper that he kind of already has but he's already pretty damn developed for a 19 year old and dare i say duarte the 20 the 24 year old mm-hmm. i'd like to compare alperin to that like alperin is only 19 but he's been playing pro ball for the last two or three years already in turkey yeah so he's like that i put him in that same category like he's technically not developed but he kind of is developed you know what i mean so, the the road is only going to get better for Alperin. So, your boy is doing well. Dude, old man country bod. I need to put that like, on a t-shirt. He's literally the mixture of Mark and Pau Gasol. We need to put that on a t-shirt. Both. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he can do well. So, we'll, we'll, we'll pray for it. All right, let's move on and talk about, obviously, the elephant in the room, John Wall, and wanting to get some starters minutes. Actually, wanting to play at all. But before we do, we need to give a shout-out and an ad to the greatest and best barbershop in the entire city of H-Town. No, scratch that. In the entire world. It's the only place where myself and the GM get our haircuts. We're going strong. Still going today. Five years strong, and we continue to get haircuts there. And they are a proud sponsor of our podcast. The GM's going to give the ad right now. So I'm going to lob it up to him right here. GM, let these people know where they need to go and who they need to know. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut? and a shot of whiskey, all while being taken care of by top-shelf professional barbers. That's right, this is the Argyle League, where me and my brother have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. 
what makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. They have also been featured in GQ magazine. They were the exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. They've worked with Sports Radio 610 and Hope Lodge Houston. They were voted Houston's best barbershop by Modern Magazine, Houston Press, The Manual Guide, plus many more publications. And that's just a few of their accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and want to look like a gentleman, we highly recommend going to Argyle League and get a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers located at 709 West Alabama Street, Houston, Texas. Visit their website, ArgyleLeague.com, to book an appointment. That's A-R-G-Y-L-E league.com to book an appointment so stay sharp gentlemen and meet us at the summit the rockets like we said earlier we said throughout this episode the rockets have gone streaking that should be at the top of the headlines right nope it is not the top of the headlines as of right now it's not alperine uh, improving it's not kpj and wood getting their chemistry together it is John Wall. There's a wall between this team right now, and it starts with John Wall. He announced yesterday, or two days, no, yesterday, that he wants to come back and play. It took, they announced it, what, in September? Mm-hmm. It's taken two and a half months, two and a half months roughly? Yeah. Before he's decided to go back on that and say, okay, now I want to play. So, GM, I have to ask you. He announced that he wants to come back. He wants to play, and he wants to start. He mm. wants all of this, not even just to come back and play. He had the agreement set forth in place for him to sit. Now yeah. he's coming back. He wants to come out. Constant dialogue with Raphael Stone, mm-hmm. and he wants to come back, and he wants to play, and he wants to start. Yeah, I'll talk about my issues with it, but I want to give you the floor first. So, John Wall wants to return. What do you think? Well, with John Wall, I don't think that... Him returning is as big of a deal, like in the sense of playing winning basketball, per se, right? Um, What I see personally is that if he were to try to start, I understand, but no, that's not how it should be. I'd honestly prefer John Wall to come off the bench. Whether John Wall wants to do that or not is a whole other story. He does not. He announced it. Hour and a half ago, he's officially announced he does not want to. He does not want to come off the bench. Specific does not want to come off the bench. He wants to start. Yeah, well, I mean that's a pride issue. That's a surprise. He thing. said he he said in his words, "I'm an all star, so I I need to start." Uh, well, he is an, he is an all star. So I mean, he that, was an all star. That's uh, debatable. Was correct, but this team, in order for this team to succeed, he should not be starting or playing big minutes um we want to let these guys develop and the only thing i'm worried about is halting kpj's development based on what we've seen in the last few games i think that's huge it's a big deal but the thing about that is that we just we don't know what Raphael stone is thinking but if he was a smart man he wouldn't put his foot down and highly suggest that yo you're gonna sit on the bench like that's all we need mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to play, then you got to play with what we're trying to do here, not what you want to do. This isn't about pride. This is about moving forward with the team. And, you know, I understand that he believes he's bigger than the team. He's probably still the best player on the team based on what he believes. So I understand the the desire to start. Whether that's actually going to happen, uh, doubt it. Yeah. I don't want it to happen. We might as well just keep playing with who we got. But if John Wall does return, I mean, 
he's still talented, but yeah, does he help us in the grand scheme of things? That I don't know. No. Okay. I have no problem with Wall wanting PT for getting back on the court. Yep. Hell, I'm all for it. Let's showcase you. Yeah, why not? Let's showcase you. Let's let's show the other 29 NBA teams that you are capable of playing not just basketball, but good basketball. And you are somewhat returning back to somewhat your all-star form of what it once was. Yep. My issue with him starts with the fact that he wants to start. That's my issue. Because, it, like you said, it creates a trap for our for our young players to develop accordingly mm-hmm. that's where i i i have my issues with john wall wanting to start i don't i don't like it i don't like it and and, and kudos to the rockets because they did announce that wall's going to continue to sit games mm-hmm. Until he decides he wants to come off the bench. Yep. Because and and I applaud you. Know, I applaud Raphael Stone and Stephen Silas for sticking to their guns. Because mm-hmm. yo, John Wall, I get it. You want to go back on your deal, but look, mm-hmm. you made the deal in the first place. You agreed to it. Mm-hmm. You agreed to sit. You agreed. Mm-hmm. You agreed. To sit. So now you want to go back? Oh, okay, I want to play. Oh, no, I don't want to just want to play. I want to start. No, bro, it doesn't work that way. You already had an agreement. You had a handshake mm-hmm. agreement that was set in motion in September during yeah. training and camp. I, I will say, I will play. say this that you know, if he really wants to go, he can get bought out. But that's what I'm saying. If you don't want to go, yeah, deuces, bro. Lose, lose some of your money. Give up some of the money that you were gonna get and get bought out. He refused to get bought out because he doesn't want to lose that money, bro. Wake up. Yep. Like. You're not an all-star anymore. I'm sorry. I'm going to be real with you. You're not an all-star. You showed flashes last season, but you were nowhere near the level you were when you were an all-star. Yep. Now you want to come now you want to come back. No, dude. Lose Well, GM, let me ask you. You're the GM. Mm-hmm. How much million will how many millions will he use? Will he lose if he were to get bought out? Oh, I don't know the details. I don't know how much Tillman Fertitta is willing to okay, pay. Okay, so him there's a, the mil- millions will be taken I off mean, the books, right? A fair, I, a, Oh, you mean if like no? I mean like in the sense of how much you will pay him to get bought out of the current contract. Um, Maybe he'd be willing to restructure, or maybe in the way where it's like, I don't know, pay the rest of this year's salary and forfeit next year. Highly doubtful. That's the most money the man will make. I mean, the guy earned his right to get that contract. Yeah, that not, he I don't have a problem sign. with him making that but money, But if bro. he's going to complain about it like yeah. that, then at the same time, you can't get all you want. So if he wants to really go, then, hey, man, accept a buyout. Take less money and then go play some more, uh, how can you say, highly contested basketball elsewhere. Yeah. Play important games, possible opportunity to get to the playoffs. And, play, and, get a better, and play a better role, obviously, than here because the only role that you're going to mm-hmm. get – is a reserve role off the bench. Dare I say it, GM? Mm-hmm. He's just going to eat up Augustine's minutes if they were to bring him in. That's well, I mean, where let's, it should let, be. let's be honest That's where here. It lies. Um, how is DJ Augustine really performing well enough to the point that he should garner more minutes? No, 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 no. But that's yeah. what I'm saying, though. When Walk, if Walt, in a perfect world, Wall comes back yeah. and he takes Augustine's minutes, which I'm fine with. I personally have no issue with that. Yeah. That's a win-win. Get showcase your minutes twenty to what twenty to twenty five minutes. Yeah. Get your you know get your PT in. Get some runs in. Get better. You know get some actual reps in NBA games. Yep. And get better, and then you can get traded. But he wants to start, and it, there there seems to be a a disagreement now because of the fact that Wall wants to start, but Rafael Stone's going to continue to sit him until he agrees otherwise. Yep. Because he cannot start. I'm sorry. I don't care that Jalen Green's out. Because 
I thought about it and I was like, okay, well, if John Wall starts, let me think about it. Okay, if Jalen Green comes back, all right, yeah. John Wall at the one, KPJ at the two, Jalen Green at the three. But really, how successful is that supposed? To- I don't, I don't like that personally. Yeah. I don't like that. If KPJ was out mm-hmm. and it was Jalen Green that was in, okay, then I argue. Okay, then John Wall can start. Yeah, but. The whole point of why John Wall agreed to sit was to give KPJ the keys to the kingdom. We've said this time and time again. Yep. So this is where I'm I'm, I'm standing. I stand with Raphael Stone in the Houston Rockets here. I don't yeah. stand with John Wall mm-hmm. because I understand that he wants to come back. But at the end of the day, you are who you are. They the Rockets see him the same way I see him. Because as a the reserve. grand scheme of things, he's not gonna. He's not going to turn the tide for them. His turnovers last year. Yeah, he's like what, half a turnover better per game than KPJ. So in my eyes, it's just there's no point. No, I think it's horrible. I think it's no just, point. I think it's terrible that yeah. that he wants to get that he wants to start or he thinks like I, I just don't get it. Like yeah. my thought process is like, bro, you have two choices. You can come off the bench. You're gonna get bought out. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. That's it. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You already agreed to the. You already agreed. And the, yeah. my fear yeah. here is going to turn into another diva situation once again, uh-huh. a la Russell Westbrook, a la James Harden, a la every other star that's ever been disgruntled on a team. Mm-hmm. And he's going to complain, and he's going to start putting it out there. And he is. He already said free. Was it free wall? Hashtag free. Hashtag free me. Free me. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag free me. He's already yeah. starting it. And I'm just like, oh, man, I can already see where this is headed. I see this headache. It's not obviously as magnified. It shouldn't be as magnified. But every other city outside of Houston is magnifying it unnecessarily. Because in my opinion, this isn't a big deal. In my eyes, this is a non-story. This is such a non-story. Are we competing for anything? No, we're competing for ping pong balls. This is no big deal. I really don't give a crap what they choose to do with John Wall. As long as he doesn't start. That's all I care about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what what, what do you think about in terms of of that? Like, in terms of how that the national media is portraying, because they're portraying this like it's such a huge deal. Like, oh, poor, woe is John Wall. Yeah. But what do you think? Um, well, I mean, they, they just haven't been watching the games. Let's be honest here. The team sucks. Nobody's watching this team. So they, we just, are. they just believe, they just believe that if Wall were to be on this team, we wouldn't be a last place team. Debatable. Highly doubtful. But at the end of the day, it is what they believe because they still believe John Wall is living in 2014, 2015 and what he did at that point in time. At the end of the day. So it's just like basically them. Still touting Russell Westbrook as a superstar. Yeah, they kind of do. It's just not it. The national media is behind in everything. So what they're portraying and what they're saying does not align with what the Rockets are trying to do in the grand scheme of things. No. So what I see and what I read is that these guys don't know what's really happening. They don't understand. They don't. What the Rockets are trying to accomplish. So at the end of the day, I do think that their takes are coming from an uninformed standpoint. They're not watching the team and they don't really see exactly what the team is trying to do. They're just looking at wins and losses. Hey, man, understood. Yeah. You're going to, when that. you got a guy who's making $40 million sitting on the bench for no reason, then obviously people will have a problem with that. But what we do is not their business because there's 29 other teams to watch. They just need something to talk about. In yeah, they needed a story. The Rockets. There's no and there's no story. 
I guess there's no crucial, crazy story in the NBA happening right now either. So I guess they yeah. they needed something, and this was the Thanksgiving miracle that the media needed. Yeah. You know, Ala Wojnarowski and 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 uh, Sham Sharania, because they're the ones breaking the news. Let's just say that time is really slow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now. If they're talking about John Wall starting, and I'm like, bruh. Don't you guys have other stuff you need to talk about, like the rematch between the Lakers and the Pistons? My God. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Okay. Good good stuff, GM. Well, GM, I guess uh, that about wraps up this uh, this this episode because I think that we, we pretty much hit – and we hit all the bases pretty much. Oh, real, real quick. Rangers sign uh, Simeon. Do the Astros still have a chance to get Correa? Yes or no? Yes. Whether it happens, uh, <laughs> highly doubtful. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, I can only hope. Yeah, Simeon signed what seven years, but I, I don't know. Did they even put the number eighty something? I don't remember. Yeah, see, that's but I mean, you know that that number does not bode well. And then Javier Baez already went to the Tigers, or did it? Is it official? I don't yet? know if it was official. I don't yet. know if it's official yet. They were already but... talking though. It's just taking suitors off the board. Yeah, yeah, for them. So I, I can only hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, question. Does it happen before the lockout? Does it happen before your birth? The GM's birthday is this week. Thank you. Let's throw it out now. Early happy birthdays to the GM. Thank Woo! you. Thank you. Woo! Korea Big does time. not sign before December 1st. Okay, there you go. That's all I wanted to know. Before your birthday. <laughs> yeah, no. Because that's not the, lock, the quote-unquote lockout. He's gonna, okay. he, has, he's gonna, he has patience and time on his side. But the longer he, the longer he waits, uh, the more time it gives for Houston and... The more time it gives for Houston, it bodes better for Houston as well. He's just trying to wait out and try to hopefully get his 10-year deal. The Rangers are out. But like I said, uh, Seattle was always a team to look for. Look would at. they pay it? That's my thing. I but the Yankees as well. That's yeah, why the Yankees I always believe that the now. Yankees were a team that's yeah. always possible. Because Corey Seager hasn't signed. So uh, in regards to that, we'll see. Maybe there will be a Christmas miracle. Oh, Considering yeah. Carlos Correa. But, you know. That's if there's no labor shortage. Or not labor shortage. Work stoppage. Sorry. Work stoppage. Yeah. Labor shortage. Sorry. That's too much labor for them getting paid millions of dollars. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I can only hope, GM. Okay. Now, officially, this will wrap the end of this episode. GM, uh, like, like we just announced, uh, early happy birthdays to you. You deserve it all. Uh, you're the GM of this podcast, the co-host. Uh, in charge of the Twitter department of uh, of our podcast, and uh, you're doing big things, obviously for yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to say personally for myself, just you know, happy birthday, and I'm very proud of the strides you've made. And uh, I could not ask for a better partner in this uh, in this podcast that continues to grow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, I appreciate you. I'm, I'm getting old. I'm I'm getting old. Let's no, just say that. No, you're not getting you're not getting old. You're not getting older, GM. We're just uh, you know you know what you know what. Uh, Shoutouts to Carlos by the way. You know what he said? What did he, he say? He was like, uh, in terms of like, because I told him about like my upper back, because my upper back was bothering me. And he was like, he's like, you know what that means, man? We're rotting, bro. <laughs> he's like, we're rotting. He's like, the second we come out of the womb, we start rotting. And I'm like, oh my god, bro. <laughs> and he makes it. He's absolutely right. yes. I do feel like I'm yeah. rotting from the inside. He was like, he was like, dude, it happens to everybody. We all Absolutely. rot. Absolutely, that's just Absolutely. what happens, bro. He's like, we just get worse and worse. So like, and then we die. So, but anyways, that that's sorry. Don't mean to get a negative, but yeah, that's that's just a random uh, side note. But GM, happy birthday to you. Well, very well deserved. Uh, anything to say to the audience? Anything to say to the the people that listen to us, our fans? 
Um, thank you guys for supporting us continually. Um, we really appreciate all of you and all the time that you give us. Our small little community of people that follow, that listen, you know, we really appreciate your time. So thank you for that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're just hoping to get more wins. We, I want to go streaking some more, you know. So let's do it. Winning five in a row wouldn't kill it. It <laughs> wouldn't hurt at all. Would you rather win? F- oh, well, no, that's a stupid question. I was going to say, would you rather win five in a row or have Carlos Correa resign? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have Correa resign. <laughs> Let's be real here. We can we can make the playoffs for the Rockets this year, and I'd still want to sign Correa. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather, yeah. yeah okay, okay, this grand right. scheme of thing, yes. All right. <laughs> all right, GM, I appreciate you. And uh, I appreciate everyone else that's, yeah, like you said, the continued support of us. Uh, we just continue to climb and... Uh, continue to bring uh, surprise guests onto the show. Yeah. And we have more in the works. Uh-huh. There's definitely more guests that will be brought up yeah. in the future. But, you know, we're continuing to grow and get bigger and, and better. And hopefully, you know, 20, when, you know, because we're actually getting towards the end of 2021. And uh-huh. once the page turns over, man, 2022 might be the year of the summit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what's up, man. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Hey, only time can tell, right? And yep. if you follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, you'll get the best opportunities to find out uh, breaking news regarding the Rockets or breaking news regarding our podcast, like the logo change, like the like the announcement of us bringing merch into the future. And you can only follow by checking our Instagram or our Twitter. Instagram, follow us at some state of mind underscore pod or our Twitter at summit SOM pod for the latest and breaking news regarding the Houston Rockets and latest and breaking news regarding, regarding uh, us our guests, and any big news that we have for the future. So we thank each and every one of y'all for listening. Episode 57, I cannot think of any player with the name, with the number 57. So it's, it's. I can only think of an O-lineman, and that's it. Yeah. I can't think yeah. of anything else. Yeah. So, <laughs> big time thank yous to everybody. We appreciate y'all. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Have a good week. He's on fire! Repeat after me. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. I, Kevin, Take you, Susan. It's a Jamie from Progressive. Jamie. No, it's all right. I can talk. Progressive protects you 24-7, which means you can contact us anytime. Hmm. I'm getting a loud shh sound, so I'm going to talk louder. What can I help you with today? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Progressive can do that. Ugh, there's that noise again. Hold on. Let me put you on speaker. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. The Summit. Four, 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 five.